Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and I am all by myself this week. Derek is uh, up on a canoe trip through Tomogamy with our buddy Mike Burns. Uh, so he'll be back next week, and we can't wait to hear about his trip. This week, however, I do have some guests on the show. Uh, so let me just start out by saying I've been canoe tripping for about 30 years now, you know, and I would pack my gear up and kiss my wife goodbye and head out with the guys or on solo trips for, for all these years. Uh, over time, I noticed more women have started heading out on trips and in conversations with them, they enjoy paddling just as much as men do. You know, they, they can paddle, portage, set up camp, fish, explore, just as any, any of the guys did, you know, and really there's no reason that they, they shouldn't be able to do it. Um, just historically, it seems to be, um, uh, I guess you could say the old boys club. The, the men went out and they did their, their thing and the women stayed home, looked after the kids and, and everything while they were gone. But if you look throughout history, the women of some cultures did this themselves because, this is what was needed for families to survive. You know, they're the ones that were doing the fishing and setting up camps and, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just what was done. So again, realistically, there's no reason women at today shouldn't be, should, should be told by, you know, it, it's, it's a man only thing because it is so not. Uh, there, there are female paddlers out there and every type of paddler sports, and they're just thriving in these sports, which is really good to see. So a few years ago, my wife came with me on her very first canoe trip. We went in Algonquin Park. Um, I think it was a bit of an eye-opener for her because it's hard to go backcountry canoe tripping and then come home to somebody and explain every little thing. I mean, pictures and, and some video only go so far, but to actually be out there. And, I mean, we're at the point of our lives where, you know, our kids are, are old enough to stay by themselves or, you know, just out of college, university, that sort of thing. But, you know, all our trying to get all our work schedules together can be a bit difficult. So, you know, Tracy's decided to start coming out with me on a couple of trips. And I take my kids each separately on a couple of trips and stuff like that. So, so on for Tracy's first backcountry canoe trip, of course, I did the majority of the work because she doesn't really know all the ins and outs of, of what you do on a backcountry trip. She knows the front country camping, the car camping type of uh, trip. So uh, this is a bit different. Uh, so mostly she could, you know, see, she could see how things were done back country as opposed to front country camping. So when I was doing everything, you know, sure, you know, this is how we portage the canoe and the gear and talk about portage etiquette, you know, how we find our campsite and set up camp. And then, you know, show, you know, show her what the thunder box was, show her how to hang a food bag in the trees if we were hanging it, that sort of thing. Uh, a few trips later, she was getting more involved in the trips, you know, portaging huge packs, getting better at paddling. Uh, even doing tasks around camp, you know, and it gets to a point where uh, most of the time, I mean, still it's like, okay, if you're, if you're looking to help out here, then this needs to be done. This needs to be done. This needs to be done. So it's no longer a sit back, relax while Sean does it all sort of, sort of thing, um, which, you know, that's just experience. I, I put a lot of it uh, up, up to experience you, it, being your first trip out, second trip out, third trip out. You know, you, you don't really know the ins and outs. You don't really know the how to get into that groove and that rhythm with everybody uh, that's on the trip with you. So, that, of course, that take, take, takes a while. It's a learning curve. you gotta, you got to learn, right? So Tracy's goal is to be able to take on more responsibility on the trips, uh, everything from planning the trips and meals to portaging the canoe, setting up parts of camps without, you know, help. 
um, starting fires, being able to read the map and figure out exactly where we are and where we're headed, that sort of, sort of deal. So, of course, I, you know, I mean, just like anybody, it's like, well, yeah, he tells me this, he tells me that, he tells me this, but is that really what, you know, just because that's the way he likes things or not? So this is where Tori Baird and her new Paddle Like a Girl workshop comes in. Um, I, Trace, Trace and I heard about it and of course we've known Tori Baird and, and Jim Baird for a few years now and Tori started up this new Paddle Like a Girl weekend. It's for women, taught by women and she gives you the basics of, um, backcountry camping, like how to, how to portage your, your canoe and your gear, what gears needed, some map reading, paddle skills, all that sort of thing. So, uh, Tracy and her friend Jen um, decided they would sign up and head out, and they did. So we'll be talking to Tori today about her Paddle Like a Girl workshops. And we'll be talking afterwards with Tracy and her friend Jen Wirch. Um, and it's funny because they both have different perspectives because they're both different levels of paddling experience and backcountry experience. So that was really cool to see what they got out of the weekend. So so let's just take a uh, quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll be chatting with Tori Baird. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family, since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Um, we're talking about uh, women going paddling, and with us today is Tori Baird. How you doing, Tori? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. It's been a while since uh, we've had you on the show. Yes, you're becoming years, I think. Yeah, you're becoming more famous than your husband Jim. I'm trying. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> Just tell him to sit down in the background there and relax. Yeah. <laughs> so you have started a new, a bunch of new workshops called Paddle Like a Girl. Yes. Um, yes. Now, I've like I, I've explained that you know I've taken my wife out. She started coming with me on trips, and but she doesn't know everything. So, so sending her somewhere to learn the basics because you know she's not going to want to listen to me all the time, thinking I'm just because I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to that sort of thing. <laughs> so, all right, so is Jim, so, but yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so finding out you're doing this. So let's before we get in, in into all of that, actually, your first trip was oh that's got to be what four five five six years ago now seven years ago with Jim. Oh yeah, I would say I think the first one was twenty. My first major one was twenty fifteen. Okay, two thousand fifteen. So five years ago. Five yeah. years ago. Yeah, but the year before that, um, we did. 
well, maybe two years, a few years before that, we started doing um, just like whitewater trips in Ontario. So every weekend we were basically driving up north and doing um, a river. Right. Um, so that was the first year I was with Jim. Um, and then a couple years later, after I got a bit more experience, we flew uh, or drove up to um, northern Quebec. Okay. Just like at the end of the road there to a little town called Natashquan. And um, it was my first multi-week fly-in canoe trip on the East Natashquan. So it was um, a, like a seldom travel- traveled river. Right. I think uh, there were minimal river notes on it and everything. So um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into because, I mean, um, like I said, it was my first fly-in. So I had done all these ones in Ontario and they were like two night trips and it was fine because it didn't feel that far away because it was only, it was such a short trip and we, you know, drove there and had a shuttle at the, at the end and, and whatnot. So, um, getting flown in and getting dropped off on this lake in the middle of nowhere really felt so (laughs) strange. Um, yeah, it it really, it's a, it's a big difference than regular trips. Like you say a a weekend or something like that. Yeah. It's just like, you get dropped off and you're like, what have I done? (laughs) You're just like, now I really have to paddle, you know? Right. So, um, yeah, that was pretty scary, but, um, super, super cool. I definitely learned a lot that trip. Um, and obviously liked it. Um, so (laughs) I went on a few more, um, but yeah, definitely, um, Jim picks some interesting routes. Um, he tends to do that, doesn't he? Yeah. He likes to be different. You know what I mean? He (laughs) likes to step outside of the, the box sometimes. Um, so we were far outside of the box that time. That's for sure. Um, but some epic views and some, um, serious portages. I think that was the trip that actually made me like portaging, believe it or not. Even though the portage was horrible, I just, I realized afterwards looking back I'm like that was an epic portage and it was just such a good workout and it was so hard and just such an accomplishment at the end that I was like oh maybe portaging isn't that bad you know yeah portages are those things that at the time in the moment suck yes but when you look back afterwards and I've I've done a few portages like that where you're going like through uh, there was a couple of burns we went through and Mm, one of them were absolutely horrible, but at the yeah. end you're, you 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 sit there and you think about it like wow that was that was something. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you're doing it, it's so hard, and you you kind of feel like it's never going to end. Um, but when you realize that, well, you're not going to die. <laughs> it's and you will eventually get to the end. You're just kind of like okay, you know, it'll be fine. It'll just be hard work. It's just like yeah. a really long workout while you're getting eaten by bugs you know oh yes so <laughs> so you have to change your mentality around it i guess but yeah. oh yeah yeah so apparently you liked it enough and so you picked up a bunch of your um skills while you were doing your two night three nights trips up north yeah yeah to begin sure. with so so yeah we did like i remember my very very first uh whitewater river was the scudamata um, and, uh, Jim decided to start, start teaching me the whitewater strokes when we put the canoe in the water, right. um, at the beginning of the trip. And he just kind of 
sprung it on me that it's you don't just paddle forward in the canoe at all times right um so that was kind of interesting so i had to pick that up pretty quickly um and be prepared to do whatever paddle stroke he was telling me to do as he was screaming (laughs) it at me during the class three uh rapid so um that's one way to learn is just like just you're gonna die if you don't do it properly yeah just (laughs) jump in with two feet right yeah exactly so not really but yeah he he um that was definitely my first trip and i'll never forget that one i actually (laughs) bailed um I, I forced us to bail out of that one on day two because I was just like, get me out of here. This is terrifying. But um, lots of whitewater rivers in Ontario. And then we and then we did do a practice trip, actually, the same year as the Natash one. Right. Um, a couple months before um, we did the Crow to the Petawawa. Okay. In Algonquin. So that was a, about a week. I think it was five days, which was – that one was really um, – that one was tough for sure. There was a long portage, I think, on the Crow, and then Petawawa has some big water. So some that big was, water, yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But at least nice that is practice. still close enough to home that if you are going to not like week-long whitewater backcountry trips, yeah. you, you're, not, you're not gone for like a month or something like that in the middle of right. northern Canada. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's nice to know too, like we portaged, um, you know, once we got into Lake Traverse, I think it is, there is like an exit there, I'm pretty sure, like, because you can drive into Lake Traverse. So it's kind of, there's that little glimmer of like a peace of mind a little bit, just that, you know, if it really does hit the fan at a certain point, there is an exit point right here. Whereas when you're so remote, it's like you don't have a choice unless you're on the brink of death and need a heli evac. Yeah. So that's kind of scary to think about. But but you yeah. kept on doing it. Apparently you liked it and you, you yeah. started picking up all your skills. So you, you could, uh, you know, help out Jim when he's, when you're around camp, portaging, you know, carrying yeah. gear, setting up tents, cooking dinner, starting fires, collecting, all that sort of stuff, filtering water. Exactly. These are yeah. things, if you're getting into the backcountry, you need to to be learning. For sure. Definitely. And now yes. you've turned Sorry. all of those skills mm-hmm. into paddle like a girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. And by I'm by no means an expert in any of them. But, um, yeah, I just kind of thought, well, I've definitely learned a lot over the years um, to the point where I feel like I can share my knowledge with other people. And um, I, ca- I call it a workshop because it is it is just that. Like, it's just come and learn some stuff. And you might teach me some things. And we can, we can all chat and teach each other what we know. And everyone does something different, of course. So um, it's kind of cool to learn how everyone, um, you know, goes about their trips as well. Oh, yeah. But I do, I do feel like especially doing these really, really remote wilderness trips, you learn certain things that maybe you don't really need to know or think about. Um, and maybe like, you know, front country trips or even just like smaller weekend trips in um, like Algonquin and things like that. So it's just kind of these cool little tips and tricks that um, you don't really realize that not everyone knows you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So when yeah. we go, I mean, I go with different people and mm-hmm. I still pick up, 
after almost 30 years of doing this, I'm still picking up little different ways to do things or tips and tricks and stuff like that. You never stop learning. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and yeah, something you're going to use in Algonquin that has, you know, manicured trails for lack of a better word, you know, wide labeled trails that aren't, you know, chest high with, with uh, trees and weeds and stuff like that. Things that you need in that kind of, backcountry camping is definitely not something you're going to need um on say like the mountain river which you've done uh, right you know right. totally different skill sets exactly yeah yeah and it's all just about like um trial and error like, right i definitely when i first started tripping you know my portages were just a mess like i would be doing i don't know so many trips because i i wasn't packing things appropriately at, at the beginning of the portage. So I'd be, you know, my last trip would just be like random bags and like fishing rods. Whereas if I had right. packed things beforehand, before I even did any trips at all, you know, I just knew, okay, this is trip one, this is trip two. Um, it just makes it that much more um, efficient. And it's just kind of things you just do and you learn as you go. So yeah. I'm trying to take out the trial and error for some people, I guess, you know. Oh, when I first started going, I had a pair of canoe shoes and a pair of portage shoes. Okay. So they're like I'd wear wear like water shoes or sandals or something in the canoe, so my feet got right. wet. But then bef- I would switch into like sneakers to do a portage, and yeah. then switch back into the sandals or or sh- other shoes to get back into the canoe and and paddle. And that's right. ah yeah, that's something you get out of really fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, it's all trial and error. For oh, sure. you know what? And that's exactly it is. So yeah, if you can pass that kind of information off to people, because there's a lot of people, I mean, and I'm sure you run into it as well. Oh man, I saw pictures from your last trip. I would love to do that. And it's like, so do it. Do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and exactly. So, oh, so yeah, now that after you've, you've started doing all of this, um, paddle like a girl, the goal, and I take this from your website. The goal is to have everyone leave here feeling comfortable enough to plan their own trip, confident enough to paddle their own canoe, strong enough to lift it over their head and empowered to set off into the back country. And yes. this is, this is basically, um, what we tell everybody to do that looks at the photos and says, I'd love to do that. Yeah. You know? It's it's a great way, especially like I say, this is this is women oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great way to to give women a nudge and say you can do this. Don't just sit there and think how cool it would be. Right. You know, get out there and do it. Here's the basic skills that you need to start this. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's just kind of you know, like people sometimes might see. Um, I don't know, me carrying the canoe or whatever and think, oh my gosh, like, wow, you're so strong. But it's like, it's not even necessarily about that. It's about, first of all, technique to get it over your head. But then once it's over your head, like it's heavy, but it's pretty balanced up there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you might need to take a few breaks here and there, but really anybody can can do it. Um, And I was explaining to them, I'm like, nobody enjoys carrying a 70 pound canoe over their head like jim isn't like yay i get to carry a canoe for the next three (laughs) kilometers like everybody is like this hurts it hurts my shoulders yeah you know i'm sore um so it's not like you're gonna get to a point where it's you're skipping along the trail with a 70 pound 
canoe on your shoulders. No. But, um, it's, it's, it's just about getting into the next lake. You know, it's not, we don't go on canoe trips to Portage. We Portage yeah. so we can, we can go on canoe trips. So, well, and you know, that's well, the big barrier is carrying the canoe. So, yeah. And, and like you say, I mean, people, you know, you, you, you want to get from one end to the other, you know, and you might have to take some stops. So take the stops. It's not yeah, like it, exactly. it's, it's, unless you're, unless you're battling like daylight, you know, yeah, at the right. end of, at the end of a day or something, nothing yeah. says you have to make it from one end of the portage to the other, like super fast. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And it's all about planning your trip appropriately. Right. So like how far are you traveling each day? And then you're taking into account how many kilometers of that is a portage. And so right. you should have an idea of how long a portage might take based on the terrain. Um, and then, you know, you, you're kind of planning your day around that too and you want to allow yourself more time because maybe it's on a steep incline or whatever it may be so um yeah. that's another thing we discuss is just just planning your trip and and all the things that you may encounter while you're out there okay so now you were supposed to start these back in may yes it was may and then june and then so yeah. but because of everything that's going on uh, july was actually your first one of the year it was and from what I, it was, it was sold out from yeah. what I understand, August is sold out as well. It is. Yeah. And then you have September and October. Correct. So yeah. we'll go, we'll give everybody information at the end of the show here, uh, okay. on where they can find out more information and do that. But I know, um, like I said, we'll be talking to, to my wife, Tracy and to her friend, Jen, who both participated on, on your July one. Okay. And... Um, so they showed up Friday, Friday night, mm -hmm. and basically you started with a meet and greet on the Friday night. Yeah. Uh, so just take us through your weekend on what your what people can expect if they come up and uh, join you guys. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Friday evening is just kind of a show up, uh, set up your tent, and um, just kind of like a chat, get to know each other, uh, hang out around the bonfire if there's no fire ban, of course. Yeah. Um, and so Friday, there's not really an agenda. So, because obviously if people are coming from different places, then um, I don't want anyone to miss anything if they can't get there until a bit later. So right. I just kind of made it show up, hang out. Um, I did a little around the lantern. There was a fire ban, so we had a <laughs> lantern in place of our fire. Um, so just kind of a little, you know, what's your name? Um where you're from and then just kind of what, what experience you have canoeing or camping or, or whatever it is. Um, right. if any, and then Saturday morning. So here's where things kind of got a little sticky for me. Um, Saturday morning, I was a little ambitious with the food probably. <laughs> um, and I did a full like bacon and eggs, uh, home fries breakfast. Right. Um, which, you know, was, and because we didn't have a we didn't have a fire, um, I had to do it on the barbecue. And I've never cooked um, bacon <laughs> on a barbecue before, so that took a lot longer than I expected. But, um, anyways, so breakfast in the morning, um, and then from there we just kind of start chatting about what I have listed. So um, planning your trip, map reading, uh, then we discuss meal planning. So like just different menu options and and things that you would or wouldn't bring into the back country in terms of food, um, how to treat your drinking water. And then we go over gear. So just 
it's a very basic level. So um, I don't go into too much detail about gear, but specifically for canoe tripping, I talk about waterproofing it. So what bags you would use, right. um, how to keep everything dry and things like that. Um, and then after that, we, depending on how everyone's feeling, we'll do lunch or we can bring a lunch because um, after that, we're basically getting in the canoes and paddling. So uh, for there, from there, I sh- get the canoes on everyone's shoulders. So they're, the canoes that we have are not really ideal for your average, um, like flat water backcountry uh, canoe camping. Right. So they're they're white water tripping boats. So they're very heavy, and so I do help them get them up on their shoulders. But I show them the technique at least. Right. Um, and also just kind of to give them that idea that oh yeah, I can carry this because it's, it can be a little overwhelming or like daunting if you see this big canoe and you're like, well, I can't carry that. Yes. Um, so if they know they can carry a 70 pound canoe, they're going to know that they can carry a 30 pound canoe for sure. Exactly. So, so we get the canoes on their shoulders. Uh, we have to do a short portage to get them into the lake. It's about 300 meters. So it's a good opportunity to introduce them to actually portaging. Um, it's a bit of an interesting put in there. Um, there's a bit of a little steep drop to the water, <laughs> I heard, which makes, <laughs> makes things really interesting. But again, it's a nice little introduction to canoe tripping because, you know, not every put in is a perfect beach. No, so, you're going to run out into that on a real canoe trip. So exactly. Yeah. Oh, and not to mention the rain we had last weekend, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, so yeah, portage into the lake, um, from there. So we're obviously tandem paddling at this point. We we only have um, five canoes. So with, with 10 people, everyone's um, tandem paddling at this point. But it's a good opportunity to just practice the paddle strokes and right. learn how to stern for those who haven't paddled stern. Um, and then we paddle, I think it's about four kilometers to the, maybe three, to the um, island campsite. There's just a little Crown Land campsite upriver from us. Okay. So we paddle there pull the canoes out and we um we can hang out there have lunch um and then it's a nice little quiet kind of private area there's not much going on there so it's a nice spot to practice solo paddling so whoever wants to try solo paddling can hop in a canoe and we'll just kind of paddle around there work on um the different soloing techniques right Uh, and then um, we and then we head back. It's really just it's super laid back. It's like you know whatever the group is feeling. Um, well, the thing about the paddling know. is for those people that don't have much, or they've only been on one or two trips, and you know think they would like to get more into it. Chances are they have not solo paddled or stern right. paddled. So right. to get them into that position to well here you're in the stern you've got to steer, and yeah. give them that opportunity to. Um, solo paddle with somebody nearby that can help them out. That's huge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And not be, not feel too pressured. I mean, like my issue was I would always be paddling with Jim. Mm -hmm. And so I rarely really uh, took the opportunity to paddle Stern because in my mind, I'm like, well, he's much better at it. He's a stronger paddler. You know, we're trying to get somewhere why would I bother at this point to try sterning when, when we need to be somewhere when he's just better at it than I am. So I never really took that opportunity. Um, and then 
you know, and then we weren't really ever in a situation where we're just playing around in the canoes. It was always a canoe trip. We were always traveling. So, um, you know, once you have that opportunity to just play around in the canoes and solo and there's nobody else in the canoe with you, that's you're feeling like pressured to do it perfectly or get from point A to point B. It just kind of takes that that pressure off and you can kind of play around, see how the paddle feels in the water and what it makes the canoe do. And then, yeah. you know, even if you dump the canoe, you dump the canoe and you're swimming, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it just kind of allows um, it to just be less uh, less of a stressful situation, I think, for them. Well, and especially Hopefully, when anyways. you're, you know, nine other women who are in the same boat to use a pun. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're all you're all the same or pretty much the same level sort of thing. You're all learning right. there to learn. Then exactly. that Yeah, that pressure. Like, I mean, if Tracy were to jump in the in the stern and say and I was in the bow and OK, let's go. She's yeah. like, oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. this ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because like you, you know, like, I don't know, Jim always gets mad at me because he'll tell me how to do something. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, someone else will tell me how to do the same thing. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And I actually listen to them. So I just feel like sometimes yeah. you just don't, I don't know why, but we may not actually listen to our significant other or. It's just like really the kids don't believe their parents, but they'll believe exactly. your neighbor. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. So kind of taking that out of the equation helps as well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's, it's a super supportive atmosphere. Like I was really impressed just how everyone was so supportive of each other and um, helpful. And it just, you know, it's, it's a different um, scenario for everyone, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at the yeah. end of the day, you, you head back. Oh, yes. Sorry, I got sidetracked there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we head back to um, where we're camping. We are camping on my property, and I was really nervous for some reason. I was worried people didn't know that, but I think I made it clear on, on my website. Yeah. But we are camping on my property. We're right on the river there. Um, it is a big hill, but there are flat spots kind of dispersed around the property, so it's really up to everyone to kind of find their own spot, but, um, we get back. So we have to portage the canoes back, uh, have dinner. Um, and then it's just kind of do whatever you like. If you want to go for a swim, we have a nice little swimming hole in front of our, our house and, uh, then a bonfire, um, just kind of chat. And then, uh, the next morning we do yoga just right, right beside the river there. And, and then it's just kind of a free morning. It's like, you know, if you want to practice paddling, um, I'll bring the canoes down to the river because it is it is nice and calm there, and you can just kind of paddle around there and not not be too worried about getting swept downriver. Right. Um, or if you want to swim, or if you have any questions about anything, um, it's really just um, open open morning for whatever you you want to do. Right. Well, and of course, breakfast. Oh, most important part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It sounds like. It, it is the basics for everybody. Now, I know I was told that whoever sterns on the way to the island, uh, you guys switch up on the way back. Yes. Yeah. So everyone should have the opportunity to paddle stern. Yeah. Um, I know some people were feeling a little um, like they didn't, like some people just chose not to, which is totally fine. And that's the other thing. It's all very much like whatever you 
want to do is great. Whatever you don't feel like doing is also great. Like, I don't want to be pressuring anybody into doing anything. Of course, I do. I do want to, um, you know, try to convince them a little bit because at the end of the day, you're here. It's a great uh, opportunity to try these things, but I don't want to be pressuring anybody. Yeah. Yeah. If they're feeling comfortable to do it, then definitely do it. Exactly. So, but it sounds, it sounds like everybody was having, having fun there. Yeah. I I think so. Despite the downpour, the downpour actually kind of made it a little bit more fun to be honest with you. It was just like exciting. Well, and again, that's part of backcountry camping. Exactly. You know, I, I came out from a trip years ago uh, and it was just pouring rain and like we were <laughs> soaked. And as we're pulling to the, the takeout, other people are putting in and they're just right. like, oh, it's about this rain. And I go, hey, it's all part of the experience. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, they got the, the full dose of it there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I know Tracy is, you know, she really enjoyed the weekend. She came back talking about, you know, some of the things she'd learned and, um, you know, we did this and we did that and we can do this. And they showed me how to do that. I need practice on this, that. So we're heading to Killarney this weekend and I'm going to sit on my butt and <laughs> she's just going to do everything. <laughs> that's, Perfect. That's, that's my excuse now. You need to practice that. You need oh, to, yeah. Pra- yeah, setting up, you need to practice setting up that tent. Hang the bare barrel. You need, you need to practice that. <laughs> Stove, uh, stove needs cleaning. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my new plan. Oh uh, So, so yeah, so this was, yeah, that's not going to go too long. I'll tell you that no. right now. That's no, not going to last no, too no, long. No, 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 So again, this was your first, uh, this is your first year doing this, wor- these workshops. Yes. Um, yeah. Hopefully they're going to continue next year. Cause I mean, you got two of them already that are, are sold out. So it sounds like, yeah. uh, you know, people are, are into it. Yeah, it seems like it. I'm excited. Well, and you know what? Like I say, it's, it's, I think it's important that everybody gets a chance to get out to nature. I mean, we've been, Mm -hmm. we've been pushing that for, for years. And the other thing we've been pushing for years is, is women getting out there because I know some women that can just paddle circles around me even. Right. And I think things like this are important. Like your workshops are important because especially for women who feel like it's still the old boys club out there because Mm -hmm. it's not right. You know, like I'll be on a, on a trip and I'll see like canoe loads of women going by. It is no longer just a male only thing. No, definitely not. So I think, I think, um, workshops like yours are, are needed. They definitely are needed. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, I want to prove to them that, yeah, it's not, it's not just men out there. Like there are some seriously badass women doing some seriously badass canoe trips, yeah. you know, like, so, and you, it, everyone starts somewhere. Like I haven't been paddling my whole life. I haven't even been like that outdoorsy my whole life. So it's not like you need to grow up doing this. It's just about learning and and doing it and practicing and getting more and more experience. And then, you know, you're next thing you know, you're out there solo yeah, or whatever it is, you know? Well, like you say, everybody's got to start somewhere. I mean, exactly. everybody does, but I mean, this yeah. sort of gives everybody that taste, yeah. you know, and they're like, Ooh, yeah. I like that. And, yeah. and then they, they, they dig into it more and more. And next thing you know, 10 years down the road, they're going to be going, I can't believe I just spent a month 
canoe tripping through the Northwest Territories. You know, right. I mean, it, it could get that far. Yeah, yeah. All, all from that little taste because, oh, once you get the taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some, and like the harder it is or the crappier the weather, the more memorable it is. Oh, too, big time. Right? So I feel like this past weekend with the weather the way it was um, is probably going to stick out in their minds too because, you know, it was an interesting experience for sure. Yeah. And it's like how many of them are going to all of a sudden say, oh, you know what? I, I want to do I'm buying myself a proper set of rain gear. Right. You know, exactly. and they're, they're going to start thinking about, well, if I'm buying a new sleeping bag, I want to buy something that I might take back country. Right. You know, and start, exactly. start gearing their way towards that. And again, that, you know, your gear will change as time goes on as well. You know, you, you start exactly. out with something that'll work and then it, it, it moves on. So you got to start somewhere and Hey, perfect place to start. Exactly. Uh, now, if people want to find out more information about the Paddle Like a Girl workshops, um, where do they go? Um, so they can go to my website. It's paddlelikeagirl.com. Okay. Um, and I also have an Instagram page, which is paddle like a girl underscore because paddle like a girl was taken. Oh. And I know. <laughs> and um, uh, I think I have a Facebook page. I might not be very good at updating that one, actually, now that I think about it. But at I least I, I can go and Facebook, Facebook page, you, you will have your link to your website at least. Website. Yeah. 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 Like the website is where you'll find all the information and where you can book and everything. So, and any questions, I they can contact them. you. And yeah, there's a little like chat thing that'll send me an email and I can uh, respond from there. Any okay. questions? Um, yeah. Excellent. Cool. Well, that sounds good. I'm I'm glad you're doing this now. You know, and Thank you. Uh, maybe you can teach Jim a thing, a thing or two. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, he just doesn't listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's gonna do his own thing. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and and just. You know, the paddle like a girl thing, specifically the name, was from, you know, you see all those like, like a girl commercials. Yeah. Like, oh, like, how do you throw a ball? Like, how do you throw a ball like a girl? And, and you know, they just, there's this, this um, stereotype that girls do things crappier than oh, boys the old, or weaker The old 1950 stereotype. Yeah. yeah, so it's like paddle like a girl really means just paddle like, you know, a strong human being, yeah. <laughs> really. You know? Oh, you know what? Like, so, I mean, anyways. we throw the jokes out there, you know, I'll, I'll say, yeah, Derek, yeah. you paddle like a girl or something. Like. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, that's a, 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 like meant as an insult to him, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's knowing of the stereotype, but it's not really like. You don't know that he's actually going to take it like, you know, that kind of yeah, exactly. thing anymore yeah. because it's not the stereotype these days. No, so it's kind of like, no. oh, do you really paddle like a girl? No, you don't really paddle. You paddle worse. Yeah. <laughs> paddle like a baby, maybe? Uh, yeah. Well, we got to change it all. Oh, man. <laughs> Way to go. You made my life worse. Sorry. <sighs> well, Tori, thank you for coming on. Well, thank and, you for uh, having me. This is fun. Yeah, we're, we'll post uh, a link to your, your site and everything on our Facebook page and uh, direct people there. And yeah, hopefully uh, more people get involved and 
you know, there's a lot of women out there that should really take the plunge and jump into this backcountry canoe tripping. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. thank you so much. And no. I hope Tracy and Jen go easy on me. Oh, you know what? I've I heard a lot of good things so far. Okay, good. So okay. far, but we. Well, Jen's a backcountry, like she already goes solo backcountry canoe tripping. So yeah, it was probably just like small fry for her. But no, but I you mean, know what? As long Stuff... as she enjoyed her time, then that's all that matters. Yeah, and I mean, it was a, it was a weekend out for her with other like minded women. And, right. yeah. you know, you, you never know if you're going to come across something, even if she picked up one tidbit new on how to do yeah. something, then there right. you go. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. So cool. that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Tori. All right. Thanks again. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Hi, this is Dirk Sprecht. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So with us today, or with me today, because Derek's not here. I keep forgetting Derek's not here. I have my lovely and talented wife, Tracy. Hello. And a friend, Jen Wirch. How are you doing, Jen? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to the show, guys. Tracy, you've never been on the show. I have never been on the show. I'm part of the show every week because I'm usually in the same house while it's or being recorded. <laughs> but I've never actually participated in the actual show. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys signed up for for Tori's Paddle Like a Girl weekend. Uh, again, you know, it's all for women, by women, the whole the whole uh, spiel there. Uh, did you guys have any expectations on what you were going to get out of the weekend? Um, for me personally, it I knew that I was starting from the very basics. Because my paddling experience is very limited um, compared to Jen's. So I think my expectations were of a more basic nature than than what Jen was hoping to get out of the weekend. Um, but I think, I know for me, and Jen, you can relate, I think it was... Um, we knew we were going to learn new things, but the expectation was that we were going to meet new people and um, open up our eyes to new experiences out there that were different than the kind of adventures I have with you and our family. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, if the, if that makes sense, that's it. That's what my expectations were. Right. Yeah, and um, I work with Tracy, so she had said, "Oh, this." workshops going to run and do you want to do it together and I said sure and when I read the sort of content of the weekend it was set up as a more introductory course um, 
more of a learn new skills. If you haven't ever sold a canoe, let's try that for the first time. Uh, and as Tracy said, like I have a bit more experience doing some canoeing and backcountry camping and things like that. So my expectations were to a go with Tracy and to sort of be the, you know, go with a friend and have a good fun weekend. Uh, but then you always pick up something, right? Listening to other people and meeting other people. And I'm always looking for more paddling partners or paddling friends. So to have that opportunity to interact with 11 other people and find out their skills and what their interests are. Uh, that's how I went into it. And, and you, everyone does everything different, you know, yeah. in right. the backcountry or paddling. So you're always going to learn something new. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing about the whole social aspect of it is you're going to find people of different levels and, you know, you're going to find, hopefully connect with people um, I mean, you're all out there to do some paddling and learn to paddle. So hopefully you're all going to connect at least with a couple people from that group. And I mean, back in the day, that's how exactly how I started. I met up with a couple of guys that were into the paddles and paddling and the, the tripping and all that. And they become your, your, your core group for a while. And you guys are all, Hey, let's, let's go here. Let's go there. And with everybody at different levels, you know, then you can slowly build and learn from each other. And that, that's, that's the way it's done. So you guys got the opportunity to hang around with, with uh, there was 10, 10 women total plus Tori? Nine that stayed overnight and then one came just for Saturday and Tori. So we were 10 of us paddling on Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now Tracy, you've never portaged a canoe before, but you've paddled. Yes. In the, in the, in the bow seat. And always up front. Uh, even as a girl, I was always up front. Right. I never had the opportunity to to steer in the back. And then a lot of the adventures that you and I are going on or with the kids or whatever, um, the conditions have not been totally conducive to the basic learning opportunities. Well, and as you get, as as you get comfortable with a position in the canoe, then you tend to just automatically, and that's based on experience as well. I just automatically in the stern, never in the bow seat. But you've also now, over the last few years, have learned to portage gear. Yes. Right? Um, and you're not as fast as, as I am, but that comes with time. Yeah, because I'm not as sure-footed on the loose gravel and and uneven ground because, again, it's new. And, you know, I, I always had balance issues because of my size or my lack of... of um, strength I guess or um, just fitness basically Mm -hmm. and so that kind of throws you off a a little bit and then you add this big pack on your back so you know I'm I'm quite proud of the fact that I I've been able to um, start doing that part of the 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 trips and I wanted to take it further with learning how to actually now do some paddling and and stuff um, on my own a little bit. But I, my comfort, absolutely, because you and I went for a, a paddle this last Friday, mm-hmm. just the two of us. And perhaps there might have been an opportunity at the beginning of the day for me to practice a little bit of my steering um, from the back of the canoe. But um, but my comfort really is the front. Right. You know, yeah, and you've you've just gotten used to that, and then then your natural progression would be to the back, yeah, you know, into the stern seat and and do some paddling from there. But then I did learn on the weekend too that uh, on Tori's weekend that 
um, you have to balance your canoe. And mm-hmm. so you can't have the, the, the bigger weight um, portion in the front. So when we're adding gear and all of that other stuff, that's something that that we yep. always have to consider. So it's not always about who's more comfortable in the front and in the back. Sometimes it really is just a physical demographics on what is going to be safest to load the canoe the best. Yeah. And I mean, now you know what, when you see when I'm putting one pack ahead of this, the, the, the yoke and one behind and sort of around my feet sort of thing, that it's just to keep everything level. Right. You know, so these are the sort of things that you've, you picked up on the weekend with Tori. Yeah, I learned, I learned some things. <laughs> and you, so you learned to paddle. Um, you learn to solo. Okay. So I, I, well, to back I, up a little <laughs> bit though, like what was really good about the instruction from Tori was, okay, so not all women are as strong as men and some of the boats we were using, and that's just a physiological fact. Yeah. Um, some of the boats were the expedition canoes that were, oh, that's you know, right. that Jim yes, was yes. using when he goes on his adventures. Uh, so they were not light, yeah. you know, so if you're used to picking up a 40 pound Kevlar or fusion, something, these were not. So some of them were in the 70, 75 pound. But the good thing was she was able to instruct us in the whole group to how you can help your partner. And so maybe you can't just flip it up overhead that you can do with the 40 pound canoe. We were able to help each other and put it on its nose and lift it up and support each other to get into the position. So it was very safe right? and it was very doable. So even some of the women who definitely were smaller in size, not necessarily weaker, but just smaller, um, they were still able to get these boats on their shoulders and walk with them and take them up the hill. And, and I think surprised a lot of them, which was part of like, it was awesome on the weekend to see some of those realizations. I can do this. Um, cause around cause the camp, I think everybody had that. Well, and around the campfire on Friday night, she asked why we were all here. And there was a number of ladies who their story was similar to Tracy's of, I'm always with my husband. I'm always with my partner and I'm always in the front and I don't really pay attention to the details. And for the first time you saw them going, Oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Or like when we got to the afternoon of solo paddling, I loved being on the shore and watching you paddle away in the canoe by yourself and you figured out if I push the paddle this way, the boat goes this way and that learning and that's very tactile. <laughs> and, and if you went in circles for three minutes, it didn't matter, right? Okay. Well, there was a whole lot of going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> and, there, and there was a whole lot of going right when I should have been going left and a whole lot of going left when I should have been going right. And there real, was really very, very little going straight ahead. There was always some kind of zigzag. Taking <laughs> the scenic route. So... But it, you know, it yeah, was really sure. neat to see because I grew up with cottages and kayaks and canoes. I don't remember not knowing how to solo a canoe. Like right. I was talking to my parents after the weekend and I said, where are cottages? You have to go around a point to bring the canoe just from the dock to the swimming area. I don't remember not being as a six or eight year old or whatever it was, not being able to do that. So it was so neat to see these women in the canoe for the first time and the, you know, the achievement on their face and the realization that it's not, it's, it's, you can, you can do this, right? Yeah. And it, they were all different age groups. Mm-hmm. Which and you- different abilities as well. Like some of the ladies there really were not canoers. They were backpackers. Yeah. So there was a very wide range of um, experience brought to the weekend. And that made it even more amazing to see these people, um, th- people, these ladies um, doing things that, you know, they have never even had the opportunity to do. And, and the look on everybody's face was like, yeah, I did it. That's all right. 
Right. Well, well and on Friday night, we there was a fire ban, so we had a, a lantern in the middle of the fire pit. But that even that Friday night, just getting to meet people was neat to hear about the lady who did backpacking Mm -hmm. and she had some really neat sort of lightweight tips for your gear and how she did things and someone else always goes with their dog so there was that aspect of it and just lots of variety which was really neat to sit and listen that's one of the things when i come back from a trip one of the questions tracy's always asked is so what did you talk about and i'm like (laughs) everything like because you can't it wasn't just one thing because you find that the the conversations go like Left, right, left, right, center, off tangents, off tangents, off tangents. Nothing's just like, oh, yeah, okay, now we're going to talk about this for the next hour, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that. And, yeah, it's all over the board. By far my favorite part of the weekend, though, was, (laughs) and Tracy already knows what I'm going to say, is we had paddled out to this island and did the solo paddling and it had been raining on and off most of the Saturday and I had stern the way out so she was planning to do the stern seat going back and everyone got in the canoes and the weather looked okay and as we turned the corner the skies opened up and the wind picked up and it was this wall of water coming at us and there was no one, I don't care, your skill was paddling through that. You know, when we all looked at each other and took off to the shores and to hide out and Tracy said, I think we should switch seats. Like you need to be in the stern. And I said, absolutely not. I'm like, this is the best place to learn. And, and as soon as it passed, and we're not paddling through the storm. Like, let's be honest, we're going to let it pass. And, and I said, you could do this. And she did. Like we yeah. got back. No problem. Well, and that's what yeah, it well, comes down to is the experience. It wasn't a, not a problem. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> because like I said, it was a very zigzaggy uh, trip back. But, you know, it's just, it gave me a taste of of the experience. And mm-hmm. now I can build on it. But yes. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You have to get that, that first time experience and everything. You know, like when I, what, 25 years ago now, went through my first major windstorm and, and thunderstorm and, and all that out in the middle of a lake. I wasn't too happy about it, but you learn, you do it. And this is exactly what weekends like this are for, to give you that, that initial into paddling and, and your gear. Cause she talked about gear as well, mm-hmm. planning trips and mm-hmm. food and stuff like that. Yeah. We have a nice list on, uh, the recommendations on things that you should include on your your trips and stuff which for me was a great thing because now i i know if i'm out um at a store you know maybe i could pick up one of those utility knives or something mm-hmm. so that i have something for myself right to put in my in my little thing i know however not to worry about a compass <laughs> so much yeah yeah that's another show <laughs> <laughs> well and in fairness she did say like we brought, she brought maps out of the yes. area that we were going. So for the first time, some of the women were looking at a topographical map. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she did say, obviously, navigation and compasses outside of this. So that's another course. So yes. that's another thing. And, yeah. and that type of, but she gave the morning was basically after breakfast for a couple hours of chats and sitting around and asking questions about safety and, you know, bear safety and gear selection. And, and she had the, all of it there um, to show, Which is nice and, to see. you know, show and tell stuff and, people piped in of what they like to do and um yeah it was good conversations so you guys learned a lot and you'd recommend this oh absolutely now we may be the only group though that managed to have yoga on the rocks on on sunday morning oh that's right you guys did yoga yeah because one of the ladies there um 
is a yoga instructor and um and so we had down at the rocks at the water's edge um for whoever wanted to participate she um she put on a, a yoga session and i have to say even though i slept through the first half of it <laughs> jen however was up and did the whole thing it, it was lovely it that that was as nice um as an additive to the weekend as all the actual learning and paddling and and everything else like that was and i mean that kind of makes it a bit of a girly thing too well, I and it added I'm... the relaxation part. Like their property is literally right on the Magneto one. Yeah. And there's two little sets of rapids. Um, and there's these big rocks that sort of take down to the waterfront. So the yoga we did on these rocks, sort of big steps. Um, but after doing all the paddling and portaging the canoes the day before, the yoga felt really good to just do some nice stretching <laughs> and uh, move the body parts and give everyone a break. Uh, but it's a great venue for it. And well, yeah, that's that's the one big thing that she did say is that the fact that it's on the Magneto one, so you're you're right there already. Oh, and right. it was a beautiful spot, like um, where she had us portage the canoe and then put in. It was a bit of a, a a bugger the the actual put in spot, but you know you work together with your other group mates, and the, we all got the canoes in and out okay, but the little bay that we went on to the river and down to the island, that was like such an awesome learning spot because it wasn't, you weren't faced with waves and wind and right. really rough area. It was pretty sheltered and it was lovely. And it the island was nice paddle. because while well, people were out soloing, then a bunch of us went swimming. So there was really a nice balance of learning and relaxation. Right. Uh, and Tori was extremely well organized with things. Like it was just... Um, it was, I highly recommend it. It was for, regardless of your skill level, it was a very enjoyable weekend. And everybody, I know Trace, you were saying that she sort of stresses that everybody jumps in and participates. Yes. If they can. Yeah. Um, there was nobody sitting out. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that, that's what you're there to learn, right? So it, it's great to see that everybody's going to be comfortable enough to participate and, you know, paddle bow, paddle stern, paddle solo, carry some gear portage a canoe did you uh jen portage the canoe as well i did a little bit um yeah i did because you went up the hill from their property and then down the road so i did maybe a third of the way down um and then tracy did most on the way back but yeah the put in was sort of down a little cliff and so it was a good thing <laughs> right. we were in the expedition canoes because you just drag them and launch them but to get them back up the cliff it took three or four of us to actually hoist them up because the canoe was on a pretty good angle to start (laughs) (laughs) so we were getting our arm workout our leg workout it was good (laughs) now one of the things we always say about big trips and hard parts and stuff like that is there's parts that are you just find difficult at the time you think i'm never going to do this and you're not happy but later on like now you, you can laugh at it was there anything like that that you think i'm not doing this like the 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 portage in the canoe or something or did you think you know what i could probably do all of this well we all had a good laughing moment because literally it had not rained all saturday morning <laughs> and we had done all the talk stuff and all the gear stuff and we literally had had got lunch ready some of people took it on the, sort of as a picnic to come with us and literally as we got up to the canoes the skies opened so that was the first sky opening moment and it was literally downpour but it was 90 degrees like it was hot that day right so we were all soaked but 
it was warm. Yeah, you and were she never was, cold. And so the first group was literally learning to portage in a downpour. <laughs> at which, and you know what? We all just kind of looked at each other and went, all right, let's do this. Like, that's yeah. what we're here to do. And there was no lightning, no thunder. Like, we had checked all those things and thought, okay. And by the time we had the fifth group going, the rain had sort of stopped. But, like, there was those moments of, this weather's not perfect, but... Oh, well, carry on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, if it's a warm day, you're getting a nice warm rain mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want it to be freezing cold and winds, cold winds and that, because that just puts a, a damper on it. So it really worked out for you guys then. Yeah, it sure did. And like I say, getting the paddling in the rain is part of the experience. Well, yeah, because it, it, for sure, it, you can't guarantee what Mother Nature is going to be. And, uh, you know. I usually know that if I'm not working, Mother Nature's going to give me rain or snow or something. Yeah. That's just... She usually gives the good weather when I'm working. So, yeah, you know, if I want to do these. And... <laughs> and then we all learned a new campfire dessert. Do I get to share? Or does Tracy get to share oh, your campfire? Yeah. What they brought for campfire dessert? Oh, well, we had two. And I. Um, well, that's right. One Both was Tori. Yeah. One was Tori's and the other was one I brought. So I brought. The um, strawberries and fluff. Which you guys couldn't do because of the... Saturday night we did. Oh, you did do them. Oh, that's so right. Saturday, Saturday night we did Saturday them. night because it had poured all day Saturday. Right. So it was... So we did have a little bit of a campfire that night. And uh, so we did the strawberries and fluff and that went over very well. And it's the marshmallow yeah. fluff that you basically coat the strawberry with. Yeah, you put the strawberry on on your, your barbecue fork and then coat it with the marshmallow fluff it's gooey it's messy there's no way around it and you roast it and you roast it until it goes golden and then it's like strawberry meringue and it is so good we've been doing that for how many years now yeah a few and everybody that we have introduced to it there has not been anybody who has not enjoyed it Mm -hmm. even people who are a little a little bit leery of it as soon as they try one they're like oh yeah yeah." you know the one of them (laughs) but then and tori had this um this treat that was um, a sugar cone and then she had whatever add-ins you wanted so we had mini Rolos, mini uh, peanut butter cups, um, marshmallows and chippets and you just throw them in, wrap it in foil and put it in the coals of the fire and let it let it melt. <laughs> <laughs> so that, those were both new for me. Yes. And then dinner that night they did the quesadillas in you know the what do you call it? like the cages that you'd get that you could do burgers in or like the fish oh, cages, yeah. those types of things. Yeah. But for she over did, the fire. Yeah. And she did the, the quesadillas in that and sort of roasted them or toasted them, I guess, over the fire, which I had not seen done. I thought, oh, that's a good one to put in the memory banks because yeah. that's a good thing. So. Yeah. So that's, so basically it turned out to be like a girl guide camp. <laughs> for, for adults. <laughs> for, adults. <laughs> for adults. For adults. Yeah. In, a, in yeah. a lot of ways, that's not a bad analogy, right? Yeah. So, but you guys would definitely, definitely recommend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And even, um, I think at the end of the weekend, um, you know, I, I know that even Tori, I think had said to you, oh, I think you probably got the least out of this weekend out well, of everybody. I was saying thank you to her. She said, she goes, oh, I probably a little basic for you. And I said, no, it was exactly what I expected. And I knew coming in that. Um, you know, my skills might not be introductory skills, but you still always learn stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm just happy to be outside and to get yeah. out in the weather and to, that was the first time I'd been camping this year for all, you know, all the reasons. And, um, and so I think anyone can benefit from it. And even some of the instruction paddling stuff, like it's a good review. 
Yeah, right? it's a good yeah. review to go. Oh yeah, I haven't used that stroke in a while, or or that or the heavier canoes. Like I'm not used to. So a couple of the tips were like good reminders of oh, if I happen to be with a heavier canoe or heavier something, right? You, I don't know, it was good. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. So yeah. So there's like even all the different skill levels. Like me from being very basic to Jen being very experienced by comparison. We both really enjoyed our weekend. Good. Away. Good. So then you guys are going to recommend this to all of your friends. Mm-hmm. Have already. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we tried to get a few extras to come with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully uh, people listen to you guys and we'll all sign up and they'll all go. Well, thanks guys for coming on. <laughs> thanks no for problem. having us. Thanks for you. <laughs> um, yeah, Derek's not here this week, so do you guys have anything else to add? Derek, you missed a good one. <laughs> I know, I, I <laughs> even brought beer for you, Derek. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, she brought beer, Derek. Sorry, buddy. There won't be any for next week's show. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thanks guys for coming on and yeah, and, and checking out it's paddle paddle like a girl uh, paddle like a girl dot com. Yep, yep. And we're going to put the link to that on our web, our page, our uh, Facebook page, and all that sort of thing as well. So people can go check out the because I think she's got August. No, August is already sold out. I saw that. Yep. Um, September, September and, and October. October. There's two two trips left. And she's got awesome stickers. You could put it right beside your Paddling Adventures radio sticker. <laughs> Did you bring me a sticker? I brought myself a sticker. <sighs> You're not paddling like a girl. <laughs> How do you know? Do you see me paddle? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has, actually. I was trying to come up with a witty response, <laughs> but I couldn't do it fast enough. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks, guys, for being on here. <laughs> thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. And oh, we got to change the... Uh, you guys can you guys can come in and say Derek's part. Yeah, okay. I'm Sean Rowley. <laughs> And And I'm I'm, not Derek. (laughs) I'm not Derek either. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time.